This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. The Pest Buzz, Dad and Dawn. with Dad and Dawn, but without the old man today. But I do have another old man in today to talk to us about everything pest-related. Mike Riley, welcome to the Pest Buzz. Thank you, Dawn. You're welcome. Young lady. It is so good to see you. We've worked together before. We have indeed. So when you first came into the industry, you first came to Elite Pest Control? I did. So how did you do that? Well, once you met me, you couldn't hire anyone else. <laughs> but where did you come from, though? I mean, what made you think to put in an application to do pest control work? I had been working and uh, lost my job uh, doing what I was doing previously. And in the past, I had a business where I was doing weed spray and stuff, so I had approved handler certificates and was used to and comfortable handling toxic chemicals and things, and pest control does have an element of toxicity in it. So I came along to you and said I wasn't scared of the chemical or the process, and we talked, and that was history. And it worked out. And how long did you stay with us? Did you stay with us a couple of seasons? Yes, 18 months or so uh, yeah. before I physically couldn't get under the houses anymore. <laughs> Old man disease. The Zimmer frame wouldn't work on, under the floorboards. I think, to be fair, we were not really managing the schedule probably as well as we could for you because we got very, very busy during the busy seasons, didn't we? Oh, I mean, we you were working in excess of 50 hours sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at the time we were still quite small, so we only had one person in the office. You were the main technician at the time, and I was kind of just sort of floating in and out. Yeah, and Dad would help every now and then as well. That's right. Yes, that he would. It. Yes. Mum would do the customer service calls. And sometimes Mickey would, would help you out. Yes. And yeah. it, was, it was a very small night, tight-knit team at the beginning. Yeah, it really was. And I, I remember really enjoying having you on board and working with you. And I think, too, when I think back, the customers really loved you. Of course they did. And I believe they that... wouldn't? <laughs> well, that's right. I think um, I think the same thing. And I think that was when I realised just how important just how important customer service actually is in our industry, and how much it was missing. And so when you left, I kind of took those values that you taught me, um, and I've really expanded them and made them a priority in our business now. So you went off. I went off. Yes. I did lots of different things. Reverted back to previous career. You went back models. to Picton. I went back to Picton, yes, and then I met a lovely lady through a mutual friend and moved up to the Bay of Plenty. Oh, I thought you met her on a dating app or something. No, through oh, a mutual friend. right. Goodness me, Dawn. <laughs> yes, and that really worked out. Yeah. And the two of you decided to go up north for a wee bit. Yeah. So what did you do up there? Oh, I tried a few different things to begin with, anything to, to pay the rent and uh, buy the groceries. So I, I did some construction type stuff, uh, industrial painting, uh, passive fireproofing, double glaze installing, uh, fabricate and install uh, aluminium pergolas on site. Uh, and then I saw an ad uh, 
for the pest control company in, in Tauranga. Oh, yeah. And I uh, rung them up and introduced myself. And like you, they fell under my spell. <laughs> and I've been there for the entire year now. Yeah, so you work with a company called Pest Attack Limited. I do. And they are based in Waikato, is that correct? That was what was on the website? Yes. Yes. And that's a very, very small team, isn't it? That's a husband and wife team? Husband I... and wife and me, yeah. And they yeah. brought you on board as expan- as an expansion experiment? Pretty much so, yeah. I, generally, the, the, the sales process to me was I would look after the Bay of Plenty and they would manage the Waikato side. So we, we do both uh, Waikato and Bay Plenty areas. Because yeah. we were talking yesterday, because you surprised me, you just turned up at, to the office and there you were at the door. And you surprised me, you didn't offer me a coffee. <laughs> I was so surprised that I forgot my manners. Yes. But normally I would offer you coffee and food um, to our guests. Well, that but come you did, you did make salada biscuits with yeah, cheese yeah. on and yeah. ate them all yourself. <laughs> yes. But I was surprised to hear the massive differences between the type of pest control that you did for us and that we currently still do and the type of pest control that you do up there. So what does a typical day look like for you? From what I could understand, you do heaps of travelling. Yep, I travel about a thousand kilometres a week. Um, Yeah, we we have different pests as such that we used to deal with down here. Still do rodents, of course. Rodents are common. Birds, are especially common. during the winter, rodents. During, or are you doing uh, them all through the year? We do do them all through the year. We have a couple of MPI facilities that oh. we do uh, maintenance at, a few uh, warehouses and things. But residential, mostly through the winter. Yes. Yeah. And um, in the North Island, we have a different type of cockroach. We have the Gisborne cockroach, mm. uh, New Zealand native-ish. And um, that requires a completely different treatment than the New Zealand German cockroach. Yes, I agree. Not that I've had to deal with the with the Gisborne, mm-hmm. um, but they're very similar to the native. Yes. But they like to come inside, don't they? They do. Like most of us, they want to be warm and dry at night time. Yeah. So they come inside. They're, they're quite a lot bigger than the, the yeah. German, yeah. the American. And uh, they require a, a fumigation inside as well as an exterior spray and uh, granular sand in the in the gardens. So does your treatment offer a follow-up service? Is that part of it? Or do you offer the one-off guaranteed result treatment? We get it right the first time, do Yeah, we? yeah, of course you do. Yes, yeah. you were very well trained. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Gary was a good trainer. <laughs> you do a lot of rural stuff. So we were talking yes. about um, pin-down rabbit work, possum yeah. work. You don't do any shooting yet, but that is potentially on the cards because you actually do have a gun licence. Correct. Yes. But I what really wanted to talk to you about that rural stuff that you do and the pindone and the bait stations and the process really on how you go about, one, getting that approved by the client and then yeah. the setting up and then the ongoing maintenance of that. That was really interesting to me. Yeah, well, uh, it's like anything, uh, and you mentioned it before, customer service, it starts from the first meeting. You, you know, set the expectations with the client, what they want to achieve, what is possible and how to achieve that, the, the processes and the steps that you'll go through to achieve that, and the negative sides of the potential. Yeah, the, the consequences of it may be going a little yep. bit wrong. Yep. So do you put quite a bit of responsibility on the client to make sure that they're taken care of? Say, for example, you're setting up a couple of fields for pindonal rabbit? Yep. 
it's their responsibility to remove the animals and make yep. sure they're in a safe Absolutely. place. Yeah, uh, yeah. Through the Peter Benz Association, um, integrated pest management is, is a struck integral part of the process. Agreed. We talk to the clients, and while we don't put total onus on them, the treatment is going to work best if they have buy-in and some ownership of, of the end result. I agree. So the result will be better the more that the client works with us. So what would an average bait station count look like at, a, at one of your contracts? For rabbits, yeah. we would have approximately 20 on a site. Yep. Um, so that can be anywhere up to 20 kilos of bait at any one time out in, in the paddocks. Yep. Uh, just recently we've done kiwifruit orchard for rabbits and we've got 40 something um, bait stations in there yep. and it takes two of us a couple of hours to wander around monitor each station with an accurate record of, of uh, consumption yep. um, How are you doing that by the way? Is it by weight? Yes Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's no real weight other than weight to do it uh, we don't weigh the, the stations afterwards. We go a simple one, two, three method, high, middle, low yeah. consumption. Yes, I think that's quite typical in the yeah. industry. Yeah, top them up to to, to full again and um, come back next week. And so we're, we're monitoring those. And next week we have to go, we've finished the program with them, but the orchardist does want us to do a maintenance program, so we'll go, we'll remove probably half the the base stations that leave the rest there yes. and we'll figure out which ones we're going to leave based on the history of activity levels. Right, yep, so for example if in that corner you had high activity you would probably leave, leave all of the bait stations there yep. whereas that corner not so much so you would yep. reduce those bait stations there, yep. that makes total sense doesn't it? Yep. Do you use any mag toxin? I personally don't, uh, although uh, Kevin has used that over in Waikato, he's um Ooh, two weeks ago he, he was doing that, he had the farmer yep. out there filling the holes as he was throwing the, the, the cylinders down the hole. Yeah, brilliant. It's such a good product. Yeah. And um, for anyone who doesn't know, magtoxin is basically just a fumigant. Yep. And that's activated by moisture, if I'm if I'm correct. It's oh, been a I long time so. since I've had to use it. Yeah, my only association with it was at a previous pest control company I worked at. Uh, Dawn and Dad went out and did the mag toxin in a, in a paddock a couple of times and I was excluded from the fun day out. I had to, I had to crawl through ceilings and earthquake prone Christchurch and nail rat bait into ceilings. Well, no doubt. With the way we were doing pest control at the time, you might have died, so it was probably... <laughs> <laughs> Health and safety is a huge part of pest control. Oh, isn't it, though? And when we first started, certainly 20 years ago, we, f we felt that it was quite cavalier. Mm -hmm. When you came on board, I think we were we were just starting to buy into that health and safety culture and start pulling our socks up in that area. Yeah. What sort of health and safety issues do you come across when you're going in to do an assessment, say, for rabbit control? Well, obviously rabbits live in holes in the ground, so yeah. there, there's um, risk of broken ankles and things stepping into a rabbit hole. Mm. So we have a jolly good look around um we're lucky with this uh, kiwi fruit orchard that the uh, orchardists have been around and had marked with coloured stakes where all the holes were. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just um, observation. Yeah. Although. Common sense. Yeah. Too, I, isn't I'm it? I'm a huge believer in Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
you know, if you're dumb enough to uh, stand underneath a um, falling building, you will get hurt. Okay. So, yeah, a lot of common sense on site. Yeah. Um, when I worked in the construction industry, I had to sit a um, certificate, oh gosh, what was it called now? Uh, something, and uh, site safe it was. So, oh, yeah. So that may, meant I was suitably trained, qualified and safety savvy to be on site and aware of all the hazards on the building site. But every time I went to a different site, I had to reset the assessment for that site, do inductions and all mm. the rest of it. And the same with uh, pest control. Just because we're qualified, we still each site have to do a thorough investigation yeah. and um, assessment of, of the risks and dangers. Yes. Including, you know, if we're doing a, an exterior spray or which way is the wind going, is, is it drifting onto... Uh, organic um, kiwifruit uh, crop is it um, going to drift into a schoolyard next door mm. so you've really got to be aware of all the potential risks and, and uh, problems that you're going to come across I totally agree and do you find too that often it's um, it's repetitive so the same health and safety issues here actually are the same health and health and safety issues somewhere else for the most in part? general, in general, yes, mm. absolutely. You, you're still handling chemicals. You're still doing a spray. You've still got weather conditions and underfoot conditions. The difference will be is whether the clients have a in-ground swimming pool close to the house that you're going to step into while you've got your back turned, yes. or whether they've got a set of steps going down off the balcony, down to the barbecue pit. Um, so each site is completely unique, although the, the general is the same. Yes. Have you had many close calls, health and safety-wise? Never, Dawn. Never, <laughs> ever, ever. Not even when... Did you ever get stuck when you were doing a borer subfloor? I was <laughs> doing a borer subfloor when I was working for you, and we had another aftershock roll through, and I thought the house was going to fall on me. Yeah. Mm. How did you feel about that? Oh, can I say that I pooped myself? <laughs> I think you can say that word. Yeah, I nearly pooped myself. Yeah, was it not long after that you left and went up north? Uh, well, it was part of it, yes. <laughs> I, I'm a big fella, and um, as you quite rightly alluded to at the beginning of this, an old man, and so crawling underneath a subfloor with 40 mil, 400 mils of clearance is not the easiest thing to me, so I was carrying injured shoulders and things, and it was just physically awkward. So in fairness yeah. to yourselves, to provide the best service to the clients, I stepped aside. Absolutely. And and it all worked out in the end and now you're back in the industry and we're back being colleagues and I and I love that a lot. In fact, um, I'm assessing your level three certificate in urban pest management. You are. I am and it's all looking fantastic. Mm. So congratulations on that. And you're also a member of the Pest Management Association of I've New got Zealand. My card, yes. Yes, you do, which gives you credibility mm-hmm. on top of your experience already. Yeah. What is your favourite residential pest to take care of? Well, there are so many, but I really enjoy the wasps. Oh, yeah. The, the wee buzzy critters. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, um, and the yes. reason I enjoy them is they're a real problem. Uh, see wasps get stung by wasp, ouch. Um, if you have an anaphylactic, anaphylactic uh, result, that's instantaneous. Um, but also with, with wasps, once you do a treatment on a wasp nest, it's also instantaneous and you know you've got a result. Where often if you're doing a, a, a spray for borer, spiders, cockroaches, whatever, you're still going to spend some time wondering whether you've 
got a good result or not. But with wasps, you know straight away. Yes, you do. So with your spray jobs, just really quickly, when we do a spray job, for example, a spider job, we offer a 90-day follow-up service program, which means any time within that 90 days, if they're unhappy, we we can come back and make it and fix it, make it right. Do you guys do that too? I honestly, or do you offer a 12-month guarantee like so many others? I honestly do not know the official policy. Oh. Um, and as I say, we get it right the first time. Well, I do anyway. True. Um, so, you don't need that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there, there are a couple of jobs, interior jobs normally, um, carpet, beetle and stuff, where we have gone back and done a second mm. uh, treatment. Mm. Mm. Um, that's time-bound. And to be honest, I think it is 90 days that um, the company says we will ensure after 90 days that you're happy and, and otherwise we'll redo the treatment. Yes, because it's at that point you actually know you're getting results. Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. you never get results overnight. I don't know how many customers you talk to that have that expectation that you'll come and you'll do the job and then the next day it'll be eradicated forever. Be somewhere in the vicinity you're about 100%. <laughs> well, then you're not managing expectations very well. Well, I manage them. So when I leave, the expectation is not that. But when I arrive, that is the expectation. Yeah, yeah I understand. And we, we get that too. And we try to manage that at the phone call. Um, but often that gets lost in the translation. So sometimes there could be a period of three or four days from that initial appointment being made to the technician turning up. Yeah. So it is always good to repeat that yeah. expectation to them. Yeah. 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 So they, they think that because you're there, the expert's there, that... Every little mouse, every little ant is going to follow you down the drive like the Pied Piper, yeah. and that's going to be the end of the problem. No. No. No, we often need to go in and have ongoing uh, monthly or bi-monthly monitoring, yes. and that's something that we're focusing on this season with people, yeah. is to help them understand that it's not a one-hit uh, one wonder, and that we probably will, and we take it on a case-by-case basis, need to come back on a regular basis. Do you remember your first wasp job with us? I do, for very painful reasons. <laughs> My training technician was doing the treatment and I didn't think she could see the nest that I could see, so I moved to push aside. It was an egg of panthers, wasn't it? It was, yes. Waggity whack whack on my hand. <laughs> and to be fair, I haven't been stung that much in the... In the remaining years that I've, I've done this role. I got stung yeah. more on one day than I have in the last bunch of years. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty painful. Uh, and I would say that your current employer probably provides you with all of the correct PPE to wear. Yes. And yes. the example of wearing it. Uh, yeah, mm. and, and the PPE, the, the bee suit, does not have a big rip in the shoulder. <laughs> I say that because for such a long time we used the PPE and we found that it, it just would take longer to get that on than oh, yes. it did to do the job yes. uh, and we spent a lot of time not even wearing it and I think Gary's been stung quite a few times and I've been stung a couple of times and I've had a sting by a bumblebee um, but it is really important not to be blasé Absolutely. You know, you start getting blasé in those areas, you start getting blasé in other areas. Next thing you know, you've got bait lying all over the place and dogs are eating it. And you're back to the cowboy industry that we're trying so hard to get away from. Yeah. Yeah. um, You guys seem to be onto it from what we've been talking about recently. Yeah. yeah. There's also, uh, you talk about managing customer expectations. If Mm. you turn up looking like a cowboy, not putting on the PPE Mm -hmm. and doing a treatment, and you've got dust blowing in your face and you've got wasps buzzing around your 
Yeah. Ah, the memories. Yeah. Are you not um, portraying maybe an image to the customer that you don't want to portray? Yeah. Yeah, whereas you turn up, you put on the professional suit and you've got the wind blowing the right way and you do the treatment and you've got your evacuation area sorted, then um, surely that's what we want to see a proper... Uh, example of, of how to, to deal with these pieces that are quite painful yep there was one job and we didn't have this conversation yesterday there was one job I did out at um, Sumner I think it was and a uh, little old lady rung up and had a big wasp nest mm. in her place mm. and I got there and it was way down the back of the section where she hadn't been probably for 10 or 15 years and it was all overgrown and all the rest of it and there was an old woodshed back there mm. without a word of the lie the wasp nest would have been approximately the size of a mini car. Wow. So, you know the old expandable puffer thing that we had? Yes. Yeah, that was at its maximum reach, <laughs> and I was on ground level, crawling like a commando. Yeah, yeah. And I loaded as much as what I could into it, and um, they followed the, the, the tube back to me, so yeah. I got up and I started running, and it must have looked like one of those old cartoons, <laughs> ripping all the clothes off as they were sticking me through the hole in the back of the shoulder of the, of the bee suit. Oh, no. So here was an old lady at the window looking at me, thinking that I was taking all my clothes off and, and coming running towards home for, for something different than just to get away from these things. Was she laughing? Uh, she was that old, I think she'd forgotten how to laugh, but, <laughs> but yeah. Well, you're a professional, didn't you? You'll get stung. Oh, boy, Dad and I have had that too, running down the driveway. Yeah. Yes, yes. But it was by far the hugest wasp nest that I've ever, ever seen. Probably 15 years wow. since you'd been down that part of the garden. That's incredible. Did yeah. you take photos? I don't ever remember this. Was I even employed at the time? Employed or employable? Yeah, employable, <laughs> yeah. No longer yeah. employable. Yeah. Uh, no, you were certainly there, and we did have a conversation about it. Oh, wow. And we laughed. Did we have to do a follow-up? No. Or did you catch it on the, that first time? I'm good enough. To oh, you are good enough. I have to say, you're very good. And customers absolutely loved you as well, and that was that was huge for us. Do you remember that uh, interior spray job out Rangiura Way that uh, our previous technician, Kingy, had done? And the builder wanted to enter the home, the house in the Home of the Year show, and there were runs on the wall. No, I don't remember that. Yes, and... and you sent me out there because of my customer service skill yeah. to, to wipe down the walls for the lady and all the rest of it. And I, I walked back into the office there, the old uh, Portaloo, Portacom office. I shouldn't call it a Portaloo, should I? Portacom, you were sitting there and I walked in and I put a bottle of red wine on the table. And you said, what's this from? I said, it's from the customer. And you were like, we should be giving them a, a wine because yeah. we stuffed up. You know, customer skills are, are that important that if you do a good job, the customer, no matter what, problems I've got with you if you do a good job treat them properly they will respond yeah I totally agree and it is the foundation of our business now uh, with pest control being quite secondary because you know once you know how to do something it's relatively easy stuff isn't it of course it is yeah Uh, so to sum it up I think the um, customer's always right is a load of um, cobwash Uh but the customer always pays your bill Pays your wages, so treat the customer with respect, yeah. and you know, explain things to to them in a language that they understand. They will respond and acknowledge and, and appreciate the efforts that you put in. I agree, and so will your employers. I mean, Kevin and Wendy um, have got a fantastic technician, but also a fantastic bloke mm-hmm. um, to to work with. Yeah. 
Oh, look, I have absolutely no doubt that they appreciate me. I telephoned them on Sunday to say that I wasn't going to be at work this week because oh, I had to right. come down to Christchurch because Dad's in hospital. Yes. It was all good. And, um, yeah, they, they didn't even ask questions. Um, we had some big jobs lined up for this week. There were two-man jobs. And uh, they just, you know, look, do what you got to do yep. because they, they understand me and my um, my commitment and, and uh, enthusiasm levels. So It sounds like a fantastic two-way street. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming in, Mike. I honestly could sit here and talk all day long about... What we did yesterday. Yeah, I know. I could, I could do it again today. We're we'll going out for lunch. And, yeah. and talk about what you do and share stories and knowledge. And uh, it's been wonderful having you down here and catching up with you again. So thank you for coming on the Pest Buzz radio show. Oh, absolutely. I hope to have you on here again. Oh, it's a big trip. With some new stories next time you come down at the next funeral. I, yeah, I can tell the story about um, my 50th birthday and um, the bottle of wine on the park bench at Sydney Park. I really hope everyone's enjoyed uh, our show today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. No worries, Dawn and Dad, without Dad. Thank you. Have you got creepy crawly scurrying through your house? Or is your problem a bit bigger? Well, we can help. Being Canterbury owned and operated for 10 years means we've learned a thing or two about our local invaders. We use non-toxic chemicals to provide a healthy environment for you and your family while evicting those nasties. And satisfaction is guaranteed, so eliminate the problem quickly and safely. For a full range of services, visit our website, elitepestcontrol.co.nz. The Pest Buzz. Every second Friday of the month, at 9.30am on Plains FM 89.9.